Today on the Italian radio show, everything you need to know about Italian superstitions, including a live interview with Italian-American comedian Sebastian Maniscalco, revealing the secrets of Morocchio, the evil eye. Coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. My name is Tony Lestella, your host, with the beautiful, the wonderful, our girl from Italy, Marzia Caputo. Oh, come on, come on. Hello, buon pomeriggio. And you know what? Finally, we find Tony. Tony's back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was so funny last week. Okay, so, you know. I need um, to apologize to people there. (laughs) I very rarely take a day off, but when I do, you know, Marcia graciously covers for me. Um, and her husband, Jeff, great guy, he comes in and helps. Uh, and, you know, uh, interestingly, that was a joke last week, of course, because they knew that uh-huh. I was, I told them I was going to be gone. I had a, a special invitation to play golf uh, with a customer. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, so, of course, she's doing this whole thing just to, you know, make a big deal of it. Hey, where is Tony today? My mother. My mother. Oh, my God. My mother was listening. She called everybody in the family. She called people back in New York. She called people in Florida. Everybody, you know, because she didn't. She thought she was serious. Right. That's what you say. It was too funny. I was looking like, what is Tony? People had people that were texting me, some friend of mine. Oh, I think I saw a Dr. Coma. It was so <laughs> funny. And uh, like I say, I knew where you were. You told me where you were, so I knew it. But come on, it was like, I'm gonna really gonna give some trouble to Tony. I'm sure that a lot of people are gonna try to call call him and instead to play golf you'd be busy texting back there you go go. little bit evil (laughs) well what can i say uh and speaking of evil our host our entire show today is going to be on superstitions especially the evil eye malocchio okay but first let's just remind you all that you're listening to us live today on kknw Broadcasting 11.50 a.m. out of the greater Puget Sound area from the Factoria area of South Bellevue. Of course, we're recording remotely still uh, because of the uh, things going on around the country, around the world. So uh, I'm here at my uh, house in Edmonds, and uh, you're down there in DuPont, Marcia. We got Eric mm-hmm. in the studio at KKW tying us all together with our guests and our music and everything else. And uh, we appreciate him very much. Uh, if you want to call in today, folks, and be a part of today's show, please call our studio number at 425-737-5527. That's 425-737-5527. And uh, ask for Eric there, and he'll make sure that you uh, get connected with us here today. So now, without any further ado, on Pitcher the Italian in the Northwest, let's do a little Italian news where quite frequently the facts are stranger than the, tr- than the uh, fiction. Okay, so, uh, you know, I figured since this was a great story you had here, we would just focus on your story to start us out with for this segment. And then we'll, uh, then we have everything else kind of fall into place for the whole rest of the hour in the same theme. So um, this story comes to us. Marcia got this from the local July 6, 2020. Go ahead and read us the headline. Well, I'll let you know why I choose this, because this past Friday, it was Friday 17th. 
Yeah. So that's why I said, oh, we got to make sure they totally remember that, you know, to make sure they do all the right things because we are. So now again, again, before you go on. Yes. In Italy, in Italy, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not Friday the 13th. Right. It's Friday the 17th. Okay. So tell us about why Friday the 17th. Okay. Let me read it to you all what the local say exactly. Okay. So you understand where it's coming from and everything. So we know uh, the Italian us tend to take superstition seriously, which is true. That's one thing. Um, we do things like for perscaramanzia, that's one word. Okay, do again, perscaramanzia, what's that? It means bad luck, for bad luck, okay? To, to ward off bad luck, okay, gotcha. Yeah, scaramanzia, yes. All right, all right. So uh, if you want to ensure good fortune come your way, here are some of the things to watch out for. So I give you all the list of the things there are. Right, okay. And let's explain to you the Friday 17. First, uh, like I say, the good news, like you, you explained, Friday the 13, you guys yeah. said the 13, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like here, Western country. But in Italy, it's only the Friday 17. Um, like you guys have uh, some uh, airport place, like plane roll that you don't have the 13. Same yeah. thing in Italy. We don't have the 17. Okay, so just like here, here, like, you know, you have hotels, whatever, where they don't have the 13th floor. floor. Address. In Italy, in Italy, it's the 17th floor. Okay, right. so tell us why the 17th. Okay. All right. Yeah, no patience. All right. The reason is because the Roman numerals, if you look at the number 17, it's like, right, it's an X. It's the, the 10, right? Yeah, then so we have the B is the yeah, 5. Yeah. And the 2I, that 1, 1 is 17, right? Yeah. So it's an anagram of the Latin word, which is, again, V-I-X-I, meaning I have lived, all right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's a past tense. So uh, suggests death. That's the thing. So basically, let me, before you go on, let me just yeah. re- see if I understand this. So go for it. This this came from because in the in the ancient Roman, uh, of course, they used Latin to do their mm-hmm. numerals and stuff. And mm-hmm. the Latin numeral for uh, 17 looks like the word vixi, V-I-X-I, vixi, which well, basically refers to death or like it suggests right. that you're dead. You've been death. dead. Past okay, past. gotcha. Right. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So that's the bad luck. We didn't want that. So 17, we start to jump the number to not use it too much. And we start to say, that is bad number. Gotcha. All right, that's one. So um, like I say, you're going to see around missing number. Don't be scared if you don't need to make right. it normal. All right. Then we have things like um, uh, spilling olive oil. Right? Well, no one wants to spill olive oil anyway because of the mess, number one, because it's a waste of good olive oil. And you know what? Italian people, we are like that. We don't throw away food. We yeah, try to yeah. eat everything. It's really, it's dishonor. To so when you food. spill olive oil, what does that mean? So it's bad luck. Again, bad luck. And bad luck. Bad luck, okay. Things, but the, the tradition to talk about, again, is like you just say, it's because uh, it was a luxury to have uh, olive oil. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. scamping and then the, the liquid consumption. So obviously it'd be bad luck because olive oil back in the day, back in, in right. ancient Italy, ancient Rome, was expensive. So if you spilled it, it was bad luck. You right, know? Bad luck. Your fortune, right. That's one thing. All right. The other is the toasting. You remember the toasting? It happened one time that we did it together and my kids have the glass water and they want to do it together with us. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. 
Right, right. right. You never uh, how say um, the chin chin the clinking. You, know, you, you, you never toast anybody with water. Okay. In fact, there is, I think, even a a British saying, "You toast a fool with water," or something like that. Oh, wow. um, I don't know. Maybe that came from the uh, the ancient Romans or the Italians. But we'll talk more about that in our food segment about some of the more of the toasting uh, different types of uh, oh. superstitions there are. Okay. 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 And of course, also, I know that you have something on the evil eye. So, you know, we're going to get into the whole thing later in the program about the evil eye. But for the sake of just, you know, tell our listeners what il malocchio or the evil eye, tell us what it is. Just, you know, describe Malocchio is when you do the witcher things, you know. You do something to me, I tell you, I hope something has been happened. So you curse somebody. You give them a curse. I mean, it's not like you swear at them, but you're cursing them like, okay, you're going to, well, like in the old days, you know, we'll turn you into a toad. But nowadays, you know, your car is going to get a flat tire driving between Venice and Rome. There's Malocchio. That's yeah, the yeah. word. They're exactly to explain to you, that's what it means, Malocchio. And interesting, that's why a lot of Italians wear the, uh, the, the, the horn-shaped jewelry. They wear a lot right. of lucky pieces because they believe it. These are modern people, folks. They still wear this stuff. They go to Catholic church. They still wear this stuff. What can I tell you? You, see, you know where? Rome and down south. Really, my uncle, my family, everybody has still have the chain with a little uh, red uh, horn, like a little horn to carry on. A lot right. of that. So, let's, so, so now tell us, we only have time for maybe one more. Okay, one more. Then we can see another one. Uh, touching iron. You know, you guys have uh, touched the wood, knock on wood. We have yeah. iron. That's okay, so like we say, like, uh, if you want to word something off, like, oh, man, I hope it doesn't rain, knock on wood. It's right. Kind of like, you know, so what you guys do is you touch iron, huh? Right. How, how do you say that? What, what's the phrase in Italian? Toccare ferro di cavallo. Which basically... We just say that to show it's better. Yeah. Toccare, toccare ferro, but it comes from toccare ferro di cavallo, which is to basically touch the horseshoe. The horseshoe. Yeah. Uh-huh, so... But if you say tocca ferro, they already know what it means. We already gotcha. know. Okay? That's for to clean. You know that. It's like nothing worse. Exactly, work. exactly. So that's another one. Um, do you want, you want to keep the rest of another time? Well, the only thing that I will say, is, this will kind of lead us into our commercial or our next segment, is that one place in Italy mm. where the number 13 is, bad fortune, is if you see 13 people at your dinner table. Okay, and we're going to come right back after this commercial when we do our food segment, and we're going to tell you why. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. The owner of a local liquor store told me to forget the flavors, so I make only vodka-flavored vodka, smooth and gluten-free. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my 
my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. And we are back here with the West Coast Italian Radio bringing you the Italian Radio Show. Beautiful, beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest. Now, as we were talking before our break there, okay, the number 13 typically, typically is not superstitious in Italy um, as it is in other places in the world, okay? And uh, in, in Italy, typically it's the number 17, except one place, one place, okay? Um, the number 13, it's considered bad luck for an Italian to seat 13 people at their dining room table. And the reason for this is it all stems from the Last Supper where Jesus was there with his 12 disciples plus him. That makes 13. And it refers to um, Judas Iscariot, who was going to betray him. So if you have 13 people at your dinner table, you got to watch your back, basically it says. So you One never see them going to hurt you. Got it. <laughs> you see 12, you see 14, whatever, but you don't see 13, okay? Other than that, okay, there you go. That was interesting. I like it. Hmm. So uh, now this uh, segment, which is, this is our Italian food segment today, which we're going to do just a little bit different than we have in the past, but it's brought to us by our great sponsor, Tito's Vodka who does so many things uh, wonderful for our community, for different charities. And I tell you, folks, Tito's is the perfect drink uh, if you want to have a nice summer spritzer. In fact, I got a summer spritzer here right now that I'm sucking down. And this is made by two beverages from two of our sponsors. Stella Artois, which um, is a great, they, they make a great um, ale or kind of a, a cider, mm-hmm. a, a, a hard cider. Uh, which is a product now of Budweiser, and they, they are a great sponsor of us at La Stella Foundation for the Freedom Fair and other events. And then to really kick it off, what I do is I put a couple of shots of Tito's Vodka in it, and man, I tell you what, it's, a, it's just a zesty uh, type of aperitif that you can have uh, for your Italian summer days here. What do, what do you think about that? It looks really good. I wish I can try eating broader one for me, but... Uh... I got one one upstairs. I'll see you in 20 minutes, you know? Next time. Next time I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound good. So anyway, um, so today we thought 
Mm. that we would like to do instead of actually we do a recipe every week let's talk since our whole show here is about you know italian superstitions mm. and we're going to get into the evil eye in a little bit in Morocchio. but until then let's talk about italian food food related superstitions i mean you know in, in italy food is everything come on i mean right. food wine, music, when you think of Italy, that's what you think about, right? right? So obviously there's been a lot of superstitions that kind of came to be around food in Italy since it's one of the major you know, themes of the culture, okay? We talked about the number 13 for seating. But let's talk about a few other uh, things, superstitions that occur at the Italian dining room table, okay? For example, um, they say that single men and women should never sit in the corner of the dining room table. Okay, that means they're going to remain single. If you want to get married, you got to sit in what, like a middle spot in the dining room table. The the superstition is makes you more visible. The more you know, prospective mates. Have you heard that one, Marcia? That is good. I have a friend of mine. She have a hard time to find a guy. Now explain why. Thank you, Tony. That was important. Okay. I passed the word. <laughs> All right. The next thing they say is women who are having their periods are supposed to refrain from uh, canning tomatoes or making homemade mayonnaise. That is true. It's something else. Something else. My mom yeah. said to me, don't yeah. touch plants. So that's weird. The woman, when she has her period, can't make, she can't can tomatoes. She can't make mayonnaise. She can't touch plants. Are you kidding it's, me? It's not a lie, though, because I say same things to my kids. I don't, it's something that your body, the oil that you come out in your hand is stronger, something's different, that you can kill a plant or ah. make a different flavor of your food. I can see a scientific experiment looming on our future from this. I can see some scientific research. All right, now we know what our next topic is going to be for our After Hours show, don't oh, we? I see you're so excited, Tony. <laughs> really excited. Let's see when is your month that we're going to do it. Let's keep going next. All right, our next thing is they say that crossing silverware at a table brings strife. So, you know, it's it's, it's reminiscent of a sword fight. fight. Mm -hmm. So if you accidentally cross your silverware with somebody else's silverware, it means you're right. going to get into a fight with them, okay? Mm -hmm. um, it says mm -hmm. two guests at the table who pass each other the salt shaker um, need to put it down at the table first let the other person pick it up. That if you actually pass it from one hand to the next hand, that means that you're going to get into a fist fight. Have you? Yes. Have you heard these? Yes. Right. My grandma used to use all that. We were laughing all the time. It was nice. But that old. I like it. So here's an interesting food mm. thing, okay? A food superstition. That, that in, in Italy, it, it says you never, ever want to place a loaf of bread upside down on the table ever it's like a not you're not done and the reason for this comes from history okay in the middle ages the executioner was the you know most terrible profession in the community right so every executioner was kind of isolated he, he, you know, he didn't have any friends he had to live out like someplace away from town they even isolated his food so that they his food wouldn't touch the food of other people and how when he would go into to the bakery to get his bread, they would they would basically allocate the bread for the executioner as they would turn it upside down. Okay, 
And so that remains today that you never want to put upside down bread on the table. Okay. Good to know. I didn't know that one. And the last uh, one that I have on the general things here is that um, if you throw away leftover breadcrumbs um, that the always, always, the Italians always kiss them before you throw them away. Okay. You never just want to pick up like, like bread. Like if somebody, you know, leaves a crust of bread, they'll leave a few crumbs, whatever. You never just want to pick it up, throw in the garbage because it's supposed to mean that it's, that's, that's supposed to represent throwing away Holy communion. This is how seriously they take food in Italy. People. My Food is like Holy communion. If you throw it away, you're committing a sin, right? So you don't throw, you got to kiss it first. You got to kiss it first. It's like, you know, you kiss it. Your sins are forgiven. Or you do the sign of the cross. It's just respect because you turn away food. They that's when you say your mom used to say they're dying kids around the world that you throw away this food. Well, believe it or not, they make it really make you feel it in Italy. The parents in this way, they're like, oh my goodness, you left the food. It's sign the cross. And that's where that comes from. We all see Dragetti. This is the kids that are, are starving like you know in southeast Bronx uh-huh. or whatever it is you know and uh you know that's where it came from the italian's great italian guilt italian guilt let me tell you what it's worked for me with my kids a gazillion times you know we are like a jewish people we are exactly the same family They're interchangeable i tell when i grew up in new york the italians the jews and the irish we all lived in the same neighborhood we uh-huh. were all friends to this day i got friends they're italian jewish irish up and down the the mm-hmm. east, many guys I grew up with. But our, I tell you what, our mothers were interchangeable. They would cook, they would make you feel guilty. You know, yes. I, I, you know, it's, it's it, there was no difference. You know, so mm-hmm. That's, all right. True. Now let's talk about since we're on the thing of you know you can't throw away bread without kissing it. Let's right. talk about you know spilling food in Italy. Spilling food is not just considered a waste; it's considered to be bad luck all right so if you spill wine at the dinner table for instance mm-hmm. you know you're supposed to dab a little and put it behind your ear okay mm-hmm. which is like you know to absolve you from the sin that you wasted some good wine i, I understand that i understand that okay i do that all the time <laughs> spilling salt spilling salt is considered bad luck okay uh and the reason for that is because in, a- in the ancient roman civilization it took intensive labor to get salt and it was very, very costly. Uh, also, a lot of the times, if they didn't like somebody, they conquered like an enemy. They would pour salt over his land to keep his crops from growing. Okay, so if you basically spill salt, is considered bad luck. Again, you got to pick it up, pinch it up, throw it over your shoulder. Again, right. superstition that we practice all over the world. Where to come from? Italy. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, last but not least. Uh, let's talk about wine and toasting. We had, you know, well, this is a thing that we that we mentioned a little bit in our news segment, you know. Obviously, we all know you cannot toast somebody with water. It's considered bad luck. A lot. Of, there's other sayings that come out of this. You toast a fool with water, right? So, so well, um, you cannot cross the hands when so, you toast. So, right. Well, here's what they say, okay? Hmm. Um, they say that, you know, for people who are like non-drinkers, Okay, like let's say you got someone who's, uh, you know, not a drinker or, or maybe they're a child at your table. Okay, 
and, and, and they can't drink wine with you to toast. So then what they do is if they do have water, you're supposed to take one drop of the, of the wine, you put it in their water, then they no longer have pure water, then they can toast you, obviously, or they, they can get another beverage, whatever, right? right? Did you know that in Italy, crossing glasses that's when you're point. in a group toasting, that's considered bad luck when you toast. You're supposed to go directly to, to, to toast mm -hmm. them, but if you cross somebody else's glass, they get to somebody, that's bad luck, okay? There's two ways you cannot do. Listen up. When you shake the hands, you don't cross with other people. Right, and right, right. When you toasting, you never cross. It's for respect for the cross. There you go. All right. Okay. They also say that uh, you're not supposed to drink, you're not supposed to toast wine from a plastic cup. Yeah. You're not toast from a plastic cup if you if all you got let's say you're out on a picnic somewhere you want to salute somebody then you gotta you put the cups in your hand you gotta bump your knuckles okay yeah. that's how you do it. but never touch the plastic cups okay um they say you never want to pour wine backhandedly okay that's supposed to be bad like that actually came from uh, again ancient rome where people would wear these rings that had poison like in a compartment in them and they pour the wine in the with the back of their hand and the poison would fall into the cup and it would kill the uh, the victim there okay okay um a couple other things here is um always when you toast in italy you gotta look people in the eye you right. can never like just toast kind of look you always have to look people in the eye and again that kind of is tied in the thing too with the whole thing where you know you keep your friends close your enemies closer you look them in the eye to make sure that they're not screwing with you right mm -hmm. and last but not least the final thing you need to know about toasting is when you toast when you toast you gotta take a sip afterwards. Don't just toast like you set your glass. I see people do this. They mamma mia. They toast. They said they never drink. If you don't drink after you toast, it brings you seven years of bad luck. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't go away, folks. We're gonna be back and we got a whole another half of this program with special guests and special music telling you all about some more Italian superstitions. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, titosvodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio Cernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. 
PFI's service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, she's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And we are back with the West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. Our whole program today is about Italian superstitions, and it's all leading up, folks, to... The evil eye, okay, il malocchio. By the time we're done with the show today, we're going to tell you how you can either curse somebody with the evil eye, if you want to send il malocchio to somebody you don't like, or if someone started to you, how you break the curse. So, you know, that's coming up. That's going to be really, really big. I don't think, you know, everybody talks about how to break the curse, Marcy, but I don't think any show has ever actually told somebody how to do the curse. Right. No, uh, we see what happened. We've done a lot of research. Hear you next week, then we know what happened. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Okay. But first of all, we're going to do our artist of the week. This uh, segment is brought to us by Mickey Spa Salon on the Tacoma waterfront. Mickey does a great job keeping all of us looking wonderful, fantastic. If she can make me look good, folks, she can make anybody look good. Check out Mickey and also go to her site online. That's Mickey spelled with a K. M-I-K-I. She has some amazing products. Products to make your hair grow. Products that, you know, are great for styling your hair like Mickey Licious. Products that are great when you shower like that mint conditioner. I love that stuff. Makes my hair tingle all day long, okay? Check her out, but she brings us our Artist of the Week. Okay, so now our Artist of the Week for this week, we're going to talk about Italian wedding music superstitions. Hit it! Eric. about our first Italian wedding music superstition, okay? It's called La Serenata. La Serenata. Now, this is a good one for me to know because I'm a singer. And La Serenata is the serenade that the groom is supposed to sing to the bride the night before they get married. He stands under her balcony. He gets a bunch of street musicians to come, you know, to play for him. And, you know, he's there serenading his bride. This is the moment this is the moment that actually signifies 
the celebration of bringing the two families together, okay? You've heard of this. They do this still in Italy, yes? Well, yes, they do, but I'll explain to you where. Down south, some tradition, they still keep it up with that. Like, if you do it in the north, we still don't do that no more. Well, that's a nice tradition, I think. It's, it's sweet. But they do. It's, they're know. all small town. They still maintain it down south. You can see my cousin happened. They did that to her. And it's kind of spread to other parts of the world. There's a lot of brides and grooms. Now, they do it, I know, at the reception. They sing to each other. Right. Not so much. This is the night before they get married. Right. But I got to tell you a funny story, okay? So when I was in college, um, I was in music school, This, you know, and, and, and this is where I went to business school. And um, I remember that I had a friend. He was not a musician. He was from, like, some other thing, okay? I think I met him in ROTC. And um, and he came to me because, you know, he, he's an Italian boy, okay? And he wanted to do this. He wanted to do this, okay? And so, um, you know, he, but he couldn't sing at all. It was the few, one of the few Italians I ever met in my life that was truly tone deaf. Okay. Oh, I mean, the guy couldn't hold two tones to save his life. Okay. Okay. So what, what we did is I, I played the guitars, you know, okay. And I mean, you know, so we, we went there, his girlfriend, like he was in one dormitory, his girlfriend, like was in a, some, you know, nice uh, sorority house somewhere. Mm -hmm. He stands outside of a window in the middle of the night, and and we we we're, we worked this all out. The song he was going to sing, and I was there hiding, like you know, in the bushes, playing the guitar, singing it. He had a guitar there. It was dark. Okay, it was dark, oh. and so she thought it was him singing to her. Yeah, I don't know if she ever figured it out or not, uh, because mm -hmm. I mean, she married the guy that she probably figured out. Hey, this guy can't sing worth beans. I mean, you know. So, but I mean, I thought it was it was kind of a cool thing, you know. That was so wrong to do that, Tony. Hey, it was wrong, man. <laughs> I'm like a die-hard romantic. I was trying to help a loving young couple, you know, in their first step in life together. Come on. Why? And still not marry her is already lied to her that he can think when he could not. Don't worry, bud. Don't worry, bud. This is, you know, the guys. Don't worry, bud. Well, well it's for a talk about that, you know? Everything. Let's help for that. <laughs> All right. So now when you actually get married, you, know, you go to the reception. In Italy, there's a very, very important dance and has to be done at every single reception. Otherwise, you know, you're not really married because you die, people favor. And that's the Tarantella. This is the Tarantella that you dance with a whole community there. It's kind of them welcoming in the newlyweds into the community, community okay? And you, have to, you, you rotate clockwise in the big circle, and then you go halfway, you go around, you go the other circle, okay? And um, it basically welcomes them into the community with love. Tarantella, you got to dance the Tarantella at your wedding in Italy, you know, and that's like, you know, and all the stuff you do because this is good luck. It means you're going to be married forever. How long were your parents been married? Oh, my goodness. For 60, 50. They were doing a 50 anniversary this See year. See that? That's why these weddings last with Italians, with Italian Americans. I'm going to tell you what, you know, you think this, we don't make this stuff up. Look at the statistics. Hey, I'll tell you a story. Every Sunday I used to go to a wedding and my uncle, everybody, you know, have this dance. We all dance together. Down south, they do a lot of dance. Down south, they're really traditional. North is no, you don't feel that heavy to do tradition. You can do differently. And that's what I did. I didn't want this because I was like, every Sunday I can hear the same music. And when finally it was my turn to get married, guess what? I said, nope, I don't want this music. I was completely different. 
But I'll bet her father slipped. I hope he's good. He slipped a tyrant tell in there. So I got to ask Jeff. I bet he slipped a tyrant tell in there somewhere. <laughs> All right. And then, of course, another song that has become a staple, a staple for Italian weddings. If you want to have good luck in your marriage, it's the song Che la Luna. Che la Luna. Okay? It's also known as Luna Mezzamare. Okay? Che la Luna, which moon over the sea. It's a Neapolitan folk song, kind of funny song, okay? It's based on an earlier version that comes out of Sicily. And the song basically portrays a mother and a daughter talking about the daughter's wedding night, you know, and all the stuff. There's a lot of sexual innuendos and other things, but, you know, it's funny. It's funny stuff, okay? And, you know, the young woman's asking the mother, what would it be like to be married to, like, you know, this guy, that guy, a butcher, a fisherman, a baker, a fireman, all these things, okay? Became very, very popular, uh, for playing at, at all Italian weddings, Italian-American weddings, and almost like a must-have if you want to have a good marriage, you got to play this song, okay? Um, you remember it, 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 it's even popular to this day because it was repopularized in the movie The Godfather, when, remember, the mother gets up on Godfather 1, the first Godfather, the beginning of the movie. They got the daughter's wedding. The mother gets up on stage with a band. What is she saying Che la luna, che la luna, right there you go, because she wants her daughter to have good luck, okay? There's been other, you know, versions of it called Oh Mama, uh, The Butcher Boy, La Luna Mezzamare, or Lazy Mary. Probably the most popular is Lou Mate's version, an Italian-American classic. And we'll be right back, folks, after this short break and word from our great sponsors don't go away hi i'm tito beverage founder and master distiller at tito's handmade vodka in the mid 90s i bought a piece of land in austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of texas i'd never built a still before so i did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on prohibition era bust photos i found in the library i didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the american craft distilling movement right here in austin texas Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad. Thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Coast is Cernio Sausage. Visit Cernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Ruston Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back with the West Coast Italian Radio. That is the, uh, all of our music on our breaks is provided by Tony Lestone, the Goombas, the West Coast Italian Radio House Band, uh, which typically performs up and down the West Coast at various Italian festivals and events um, from San Diego to Vancouver, B.C., as far east as Denver and uh, 
in Salt Lake City, even places in Texas. But of course, this year, there's been um, not a lot of performing because of everything going with COVID-19, but certainly looking forward to getting back into it. The good news is we're getting ready to, re re to release a new album. We're going to be in the studio uh, coming up over the next month. And it's very exciting because, you know, we haven't had time to do that with our schedule of shows. And so, I mean, normally we do 200 shows a year. And now we are able to break away and get that studio time. The one good thing for us, anyway, that came out of the COVID thing. So we're going to get some uh, nice things recorded. And uh, we'll talk about that more as we go along. Our next segment here, this is our guest of our the week. Great, great, great Italian-American comedian, Sebastian Maniscalco, wonderful guy. This this guy is a guy who was uh, born in 1973, came out of the Chicago Italian-American suburbs, born to Italian immigrants there. Um, and so he grew up, you know, in all those uh, Italian-American neighborhood in Chicago, kind of like what I did in New York. Um, as a young adult, he moved to Los Angeles. He, you know, he worked as a waiter, but while he was working as a waiter, he would perform as a comic at different open bars, bowling alleys. And he became known as this Italian-American comedian talking about, you know, growing up in an Italian-American neighborhood, right? Uh, just funny as heck, this guy. He has five comedy specials that you can watch on Netflix. Uh, he's been featured in films like The Green Book, The Irishman. Uh, he's been married forever to the, the lovely Lana Gomez. They have two beautiful kids, Serafina named after his grandmother and his son named Caruso. Special thanks to ABC TV and Jimmy Kimmel for the following clip of Sebastian Maniscalco telling us the secrets, the secrets of El Malocchio, the evil eye. Here you go. You obviously are from an Italian-American family and where food is very important. And I was surprised to learn in your book that you at one time worked at the Olive Garden. Yeah. What did you, you were a waiter there. Yeah, I was a waiter yeah. I was 16 years old. And my dad's from Sicily, old school. Right. Came here when he was 15. So I came home, I go, Dad, I got a job at the Olive Garden. He starts weeping. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe it, your grandmother had an Olive Garden. And now you're working at, a, at an Olive Garden? <laughs> I go, no, Dad, it's an Italian restaurant. And he's like, what? So he'd never been there before. And uh, he came in to visit me once. Uh -huh. And um, at the Olive Garden, if you've been, they got like a, uh, you sing a happy birthday song if somebody has a happy birthday. Well, I never learned this song. <laughs> so it was hard to get all uh, of the other gardeners together <laughs> to sing the song. So I had to go in a lot of times a cappella, and I just had to fake, you know, like, from the pasta we made to the lasagna we made. So. Have you been back to the Olive Garden since? No. No. No, I have not. I have not. So anyway, you were talking about the, just Italian families, and one of the things that I know you, you touched on is the evil eye. Yeah. Now, this is something when I explain it to my friends who are not Italian, and even some who are, they don't understand yeah. what I'm talking about. But explain what it is. It's Molochio, right? Yeah, and Molochio. I was so excited not only to come on your show because I've been a fan of you for a while, 
But when I heard that you were privy to the evil eye, oh, yes. like, oh I can't wait to talk to him. I wore a horn knowledge. to protect myself yeah. from the evil eye as a teenager. Yeah, so yeah. for those of you who don't know, the evil eye, you could be given it by someone who's jealous of you, uh -huh. or they could compliment you and like, oh, you look great. What they're really doing is they're putting a curse. The right? horns. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> so now, you might have a different tale, but in my family, if you got this evil eye, in order to find out if you have it, there's a little bowl with water. So, yep, Put that's right. Put a little right. olive oil in the bowl. <laughs> then they take the middle finger mm -hmm. and stir it three times. Mm -hmm. Now, if the oil and water go together, you got it. <laughs> right. All right. Now if it looks like like a little eye, yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, if there's two rings though, a female gave it to you. Right. Okay. And I just heard this. This is a new one to me. If it looks like a bracelet, a man gave it to you. Now, do you have any variation to that story? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. First of all, you'd have to make the sign of the cross over the bowl of water three times. Okay. And then there were three drops of, of oil, very similar. It was always like the same bowl we'd eat out of, you know, it was a pasta bowl. <laughs> and then there was a prayer that could only be learned at midnight on Christmas Eve. Okay. This is what I was talking to my father before the show. I go, Dad, there's something about a midnight something. He goes, there's no midnight. <laughs> there's oil and water. I go, no, there's a midnight thing in here. So I'm glad that you clarified that. My grandfather said, yeah, he had to learn it at midnight, and then he would, he, he would have to say the prayer over you. And once I got the evil eye, and it had to be removed from me, and it turned out, according to my family who did the investigation with the thing, it was a kid who came in, and I had a toy the kid wanted, and so the kid gave me the evil eye and left. Uh, so, yeah. here's one. Is there something in the water that says it's a kid? Oh, I don't something think so. Google people. <laughs> Is this even on Google? I don't even know. I, mean, I don't I know. It's just guys like you that have these stories passed down that I don't even think Google knows about. I remember thinking, like, even at that time, thinking my family was crazy. Even when I was a kid, thinking, like, there's no way this is real. This can possibly be real. Yeah. But I was, of course, interested in the mystery of it, you know? Totally, totally. Yeah, and, and, and did you guys have, we had a horseshoe that was over the door, but it was upside down. Now, that's supposed to keep the demons away. The horseshoe. Well, the I horseshoe. lived in Vegas, so we had a lot. We had the horseshoe was in Vegas. I mean, like, the, whole, the, the Binion's horseshoe was there. So that's where we'd go to keep, get away from the demons. <laughs> we did have a lot of horseshoes, although I never really thought it was for anything other than general luck. My grandfather would throw horseshoes, too. Okay, yeah. We didn't have horses anywhere, just no, horseshoes. No, just, just horseshoes randomly peppered throughout the house. There were a bunch of barefoot horses roaming around Las Vegas <laughs> because of ours. And there you go. We got right from, I mean, the, the horse's mouth. So the horse's shoe, the horse's mouth, so they say. From Sebastian Maniscalco telling you about the... This stuff is true, folks. We can't make this up. This like, you know, trust me, Italy is a country made up of Italian Catholics. Everybody there is Catholic. I don't think there's any other, anybody I've ever met in Italy, every time I travel, they're all Catholics, right? But they still, 
all of them got all these superstitions. They believe, you know, they're going to just kind of like, you know, they got to like, you know, press their bets a little bit just to make sure. And just in case, you know, my mother like, well, you know, I believe in Jesus, but, but just in case I better do this, you know? And so like, you know, Am I am I right? Am I right? I'm with you. My husband make fun of me. He called me like a witch because I do this kind of things, you know, but they're not. It's a tradition. Like I say, oh, my yeah, yeah, exactly. the songs in the back, the little things you grow up and for you is natural. Or when I pass the cemetery, I still do the cross. Right. Or, or you pass like, the church, you're supposed to do the cross. You know, but still, like the, you're gonna have the luck if you don't do that. You have to respect that. You know what I mean? The whole you little thing. So it's natural. But when you do it with people next to you, they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> that is a little bit tricky to explain. <laughs> These are true things. We don't make any of this stuff up. So you, there you go. From you know, we're gonna say from the horse's mouth. So you know, next week now, here's what we're gonna do. Mm. Since we only have a couple minutes left, next week. Instead of doing our new segment, because this is really like important, we do a community service here to people, right? We right. don't get paid to do this show. We do this out of the generosity of our house. For now, I'm going on six years now, right? Right. So we're going to next week, for instead of our news segment, we're going to give you the real news, no fake news here, baby, of how to do Malocchio. We're going to tell you how you can do a Malocchio on somebody, Or, you know, if you got someone who did a Malocchio on you, how you can get it off of you, right? So this way, you know. We can talk a little more what is bad luck, what you can do to remove the bad luck. So if you don't don't like somebody, here's what you do. You will tell you how you take your step-by-step scientific research, okay? And then, you know, if you got it put on you, how you go take it off step-by-step, right? And I got to tell you, in addition to this, Marcy and I, I know we haven't uh, done much this last month because it's been crazy here in the Northwest with all the uh, closures and everything. Uh, But by the end of the summer, we're going to have our new podcast show launched. Okay. And uh, this is the Italian radio after hours, Radio Italiano Lucia Rosa. Mm -hmm. And we're going to touch a little bit more on all of these stories. Okay. Uh, in a little more, shall we say, graphic manner without the FAA breathing down our throats, okay? And uh, trust me, nothing is saying, and this, don't get me wrong, this is not going to be, you know, a, a show that's a vulgar show, but we're just going to talk frankly about stuff and hard topics and stuff that people, you know, they try to be politically correct, you know? Nah, right. screw that. When we do our after-hour show... We, we, we call a spade a spade there, We're, and we've already been recording these things, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll tell you more about that over the summer, how you can tune in and subscribe to that, 18 and over. It's going to be a great deal of fun for us to do. And uh, it's been a great show today, Marcia. You got to, you know, make sure you have no evil eyes. That's why the Italians wear all these. They wear like the bull horns. They mm-hmm. wear the, the little peppers. They make that sign with their fingers, you know, like with a... Not the, like this. Uh, you know, like the, the, the bullseye like that yeah. keeps the evil eye away, right? Uh, take away or give to somebody else. You usually use it when you're driving and you say, yeah. you send Malocchio to somebody else like this. They, so, <laughs> guy, again, we, we, we're a big advocate of being peaceful. So if you have road rage, don't follow someone and shoot them. No, you don't do that. That's not right. right. What you do is you give them the evil eye with the pinky finger, the index finger. Hey, that's going right. to be worse. Trust me about it. You know, it'll fall in the rest of their life. You know? It's worse than the middle finger. 
this I, exactly so don't, I know, folks we want to say thank you very much for listening to us today we'll be back next week tell you more about malocchio have a brand mm-hmm. new show god bless you all in our community and all around the world ciao a tutti